We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We will take a look, as we like to say, eye up the enemy. Brewers and Cubs tonight. It's Brandon Woodruff going up against Kyle Hendricks. And joining us from 670 The Score in Chicago is Matt Spiegel. Matt, what's going on? Hey man, how are you? Things are uh, things are good. It's a glorious and beautiful day here in Chicago. Opening day on both sides of town. Pretty lucky to be a two-team town and have baseball finally here. Yeah, it is hard to believe. Four months, no sports. It has just been so weird. It's still for me. I'm still trying to set into this that we're actually going to be able to watch a game tonight, a real live game. Um, but th- this is the thing, man. I mean, we talk about the Chicago Cubs, and I think a lot of us, including myself. We're expecting a lot of things from this Cubs team after the fact they won a World Series. How disappointing is it that this is just they have not been able to see this through and the Brewers have had the last laugh over them here the last couple of years? Yeah, it's uh, it's it's true that the goal all along was multiple championships, um, but they did get one. That one was pretty damn sweet and will always be remembered, and it's why this era – you know, maybe they'll be thought of like the 85 Bears if they never get a second one here. Um, and the 85 Bears were still great. That still happened. Everybody did have the joy. But ultimately, it was certainly disappointing. But you'll remember the joy more so. Um, the book is not thoroughly closed, of course. Uh, this was going to be a big year for the Cubs in terms of making decisions on those position players and their core and who they were going to be able to sign, who they would have to trade and hopefully reload with and i don't know that they'll be able to trade anybody in this weird ass season can you morally and ethically go up to a guy in chris bryant who you drafted and have a great relationship with and say we now need you to go somewhere else and trust how they deal with the pandemic we're gonna go and go and trust how the astros are dealing with everything in the middle of all this um so i don't know that that they're going to be able to make any of those big decisions but the other thing is now that there's 16 playoff teams, what is it? How many wins he got to get to get in? 31, 30, right? You know, so it's not. Most teams are not going to be able to declare themselves as sellers at any point, um, really, along the way either. So, um, you know, so I think I think the Cubs will go for it hard this year. I think they'll probably end up going for it hard next year and um, probably fall off the table a little bit after 2021, but. Still got, still got a lot of real good young players, uh, that's for sure. All right, well, let's first talk about the guy that's now calling the shots down there, and that's David Ross. I mean, a guy that 
all of these guys, most of the core played with when they won that World Series. Um, I had the chance to interview David Ross. I mean, he he really is a super good guy, and he was one of those leaders. But see, the thing is now, can a guy with that much respect as a player, can it just translate over as a manager who now has to make decisions with these guys, has to choose the lineups, has to pull pitchers, has to go through all these different things? It's hard to just sit here and try to evaluate David Ross because we don't know. He's never been a man manager. I mean, he's just getting thrown into this. So do you do you feel like, Matt, David Ross is the right guy for this Cubs team? In terms of the interpersonal and the atmosphere providing, he's absolutely the right guy. Look, I've always thought about managers in two ways. One is that atmosphere provider, and another, another is the, the strategic um, mastermind, either in-game and or the big picture, right? I don't know about that part of David yet. We'll see. I think he might be pretty good at that. I know he's going to be much more in line with the front office than even Joe Madden was. Um, but I also know that, that David is going to be, you know, if he disagrees with the front office, he'll, he'll go with what he thinks. So we'll see how that goes. In terms of the interpersonal and the, the, the atmosphere providing, there's no BS with David Ross, and there never has been with his teammates. That's kind of why they always liked him. I mean, maybe – you or others have, have bought into this idea of, of cuddly Grandpa Rossi, but he's a hard-ass. That's the whole thing. He's a likable hard-ass, um, and that's what he was as a veteran teammate. Like, he would go up to people and say, that's all you got for me? Really? In pregame? That's all you got for me? Jason Hayward tells that story from when he was a rookie in Atlanta, and uh, he went back to his uh, the locker room after working out, and, and Ross went back in there, that, that's all you got, really? And, and Hayward's like, oh, you, no, you're right. I'm sorry. I, I could work harder and go back out there. That's who he's always been. But he's got a likability to him. So what you have is a guy who's going to keep people accountable and also be likable, which I think is actually the perfect mix of what you want um, in a manager. Now, strategy-wise, we'll see. I'm looking forward to seeing what the differences are between him and Joe, maybe going with the starters a little bit longer, giving him a chance that third time through the lineup, maybe going with more of a set lineup offensively instead of shuffling guys around quite as much as Joe did. I'm sure some of the things that the players want, David will do. Talking with Matt Spiegel of 670, the score down in Chicago here on the Bill Michaels show. So let's focus on the strategy because one thing that Ross is doing here. He wants Chris Bryant as the leadoff hitter. How do you feel about that? Well, they really don't have one. Um, the only the, the other option would be Anthony Rizzo, um, and he has been really good at it and calls himself the world's greatest leadoff hitter. His numbers are outrageous, and and it's all it's all good fun. But Rizzo in the two hole um, works just fine. Um, uh, no, I, I I get it. I mean, it's counterintuitive to the way that we grew up. It's. Uh, little counterintuitive to a guy with as much power as, as Bryant has, but he also draws a ton of walks. He's a really good base runner. Um, and this will get him, as David said when he announced it, hopefully that extra at-bat. You know, you look at a box score the next day, and two guys had five at-bats, and the rest of the lineup had four. Bryant hopefully will be one of those guys that gets five, and that's what you want from, from your best players. So um, I, I've certainly come around to it, and it's made easier by the fact that they don't have anybody. Dexter Fowler is not walking through that door, um, and Lord knows Ricky Henderson isn't either. There's very few legit leadoff guys around, around baseball, and if you don't have one, don't use one. So I get it. All right, so we know that this offense is going to be the big thing that's going to carry this Cubs team if they're winning baseball games. I mean, we know how just loaded these guys are from top to bottom. The pitching staff. that This is where I have the biggest question marks, and I'm going to start with the rotation because it seems to me, Matt, that it's going to be Kyle Hendricks, 
Hugh Darvish, and Hugh Darvish pitched really well in the last three months of last season for the Cubs. And then after that, what do they have? I mean, I just, I, I think it's going to be critical here for Hendricks and Darvish to have big years here to keep things going. Yeah, it, it will be. And it, and it's just so weird to think about. Like a starter is going to have 12 starts, 11, Yeah, you know? So every game, meaning having the importance of 2.7 games, means that you're going to see some crazy stuff. So they're not going to sit around and wait for Tyler Chatwood to find it if he doesn't have it in his first couple of starts or in the first few innings of his his first start. You know, they'll go to somebody else. And there's, I think there's 16 pitchers on your opening day 30-man roster, which is pretty crazy. But Tyler Chatwood is essentially the third starter with John Lester in his final year of his deal, the fourth starter. Then the fifth starter is Alec Mills, who they were expecting to be kind of the swing guy. Um, no, you shouldn't feel great about that if you're a Cub fan. And if you're a Cub hater, you should look at that and, and expect some troubles. But we'll see how creative Ross can be, see how creative the front office can be. Will we see relievers for three-inning stints? Who cares about the win stat, right? right. Craig Council has been very creative and, um, and really, really good doing that kind of stuff, either using openers or just, you know, stringing it together. Um, Johnny, Johnny Allstaff, right? Johnny Holstaff, right. what they call the, uh, that, that start. So you might see that a lot for the Cubs. Uh, we'll see. Um, I think Alec Mills has potential to be pretty good. He might surprise people. Um, but uh, Lester, Lester's all guile now. Lester is basically turned into Mark Burley after being, you know, Frank Tanana, early career Frank Tanana. I guess that's what he is. He was early career Frank Tanana, now he's late career Frank Tanana. That's for the older <laughs> listeners. Well, let's look at the bullpen, too, because – I don't you know, I was going through the roster the other night. I'm thinking like, okay, what do the Cubs have in this bullpen? Okay, Craig Kimbrell, yeah, but we don't even know if he can bounce back after last year's struggles. Uh I know who Jeremy Jeffress is. But then they have all these other guys and I just don't think this bullpen has an identity right now. So I mean, who are some of the guys that um could pose a threat to the Brewers, pose a threat to these NL Central hitters. I mean, what what where does this bullpen stand right now, Matt? Well, um, I, I don't really believe in Craig Kimbrell. I'm very bummed in what I've seen from Craig Kimbrell. Um, his fastball has lost velocity. It has lost carry, which is that thing that makes it look like it's rising. It doesn't do that. And, oh, by the way, he's throwing it lower in the zone, too. These are bad, bad things. He gave up nine homers in 20 innings last year. And I think it looked pretty bad in spring and in summer camp here as well. He needs to add the changeup, um, which he's thrown four times in his life, but has thrown for 11 consecutive springs. It's time to mix it in there and change his identity as a closer, but it's hard to get guys to do that. So I agree with you about Kimbrell. Um, Jeffress has looked great, has obviously closed before uh, and is a vet. Rowan Wick is the guy who closed a little bit when Kimbrell was hurt and is thoroughly capable, and I think we'll get the first call, and is is really good and has no fear. Throws a, one of those spike curveballs that goes 12 o'clock to 6 o'clock. Um, Brad Wick is a big, tall lefty who they've worked with a lot. Kyle Ryan is a lefty who they've worked with a lot, who I think both will be okay. Um, after that, there's a lot of guys. I don't know. Jordan Norwood. Dwayne Underwood, these are prospects who've been in the system who are going to get a chance right here. And they've both 
Cubs have a real good pitch lab, and they work on it with guys and try to fix them and, and or give them good options, and they've had good success. Rowan Wick is a pitch lab uh, creation, as is Kyle Ryan. So here comes Dwayne Underwood and maybe uh, James Norwood. I might have said Jordan before, but James Norwood. Um, and then after that, we'll see. You know, Dan Sinker. There are some dudes that they're going to play around with and, uh, and see what they have. And, um, you know, I, I think the whole year, here's the thing. The whole year is not going to be about we know what we are and we will revert back to that average, revert back to the mean of what we are. And you'll you are what your record says you are. Nope. It's a small little sample. You get hot. Great. We're going to ride you. You look good. Great. We're going to ride you. You look bad. Eh, we're going to put you down for a little while. Like they're going to be. I think the general managers and baseball managers are going to have the patience of fantasy baseball managers this year. And it's going to be understandable in a lot of ways. Yeah, I, I totally, totally agree with that. He is Matt Spiegel from 670 The Score. You can follow him on Twitter at Matt Spiegel 670. It's going to be a fun series to kick things off, Matt. Uh, looking forward to it. And thank you so much for coming on. You got it, Joe. Pleasure. Thanks. All right. Matt Spiegel joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. They work hard. You work hard. They treat you fair for 80-plus years. They've been getting it done. Call them at 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t